from Candy's Kitchen on this Thanksgiving week. This is actually a week where I really do make fresh bread from Candy's Kitchen. It was many, many years ago that a great friend of mine, Alice Hudson, gave me a couple of cookbooks that her company had put together, A.H.M. Graves, and inside this cookbook was a recipe for easy, no-need rolls. And so I thought, well, if it's easy, I'm going to give it a try. And I did, and they were absolutely delicious. I hate to brag on myself, but they were delicious. And since that time, it has always been my job for Thanksgiving Day dinner to make fresh yeast rolls that are really are incredible. So I don't know if I'm thankful that I found that recipe and tried it or if I'm not thankful that I found that recipe and tried it because it's something I have to do every year. But that leads me into what I want to talk about today. And I want to talk today about tradition. Tradition with a purpose. In our family, we are tradition people. We do the same things over and over in many different areas of our life because it's tradition. I can't help but think that the Coogan, now Barkas family, uh, we have always gone to the Stephen Foster story in Bardstown, Kentucky, every pretty much every summer to see the Stephen Foster play. It's just something we do. We probably uh, could actually be a part of the play if someone was sick because we know it so well. So why do we do that and not go somewhere else? Tradition. That's why. It's tradition. It's something that we do and we have fun doing it. It's a time that brings our family together. I think of another fun tradition at Christmas time, actually, it's the day after Christmas. Uh, our children and their husbands and the grandkids all come over to the house, or sometimes we would go to a hotel, but we have what we call fruit tasting time. And we get a big platter out and we go to the, we've gone to the store and we've gotten all kinds of fresh, crazy fruits from this country and that country. And we cut them up and everybody tastes the fruit. We decide which is good and which is not good, which is something that everybody should eat and what's some that it shouldn't even be grown. But it's just, it's a tradition. It's something that we do. It's something that we do to bring our family together, to just have fun. And so... I was thinking about the holiday Thanksgiving and the fact that it's something that we do every year. It's it's a tradition. It's and it should be a tradition with the purpose of giving thanks to God. So in my mind I was thinking, uh was there a Thanksgiving time for the Jewish people. And so I did a little research and I found out that absolutely there was. It was called the Feast of Tabernacles or the Feast of Sukkot. 
uh, I may not be pronouncing that right, but I think it's right, Sukkot. And it was a time of giving thanks to God. It was lasted approximately eight days. Um, day one was treated as a Sabbath, and the eighth day was a Sabbath. But the in-between days was really, it was fun times. And if you, and if you study the Bible very much, you'll see that God instituted feasts all the time. And he instituted those feasts for purposes so that they would remember this or he would re- remember that or remember something else. And this particular Feast of Tabernacles was, was to me, if I had been a kid, I would have loved this particular time because the, the people were requested or probably commanded by God to build little Sukkots, and that would be like a little temporary outdoor, uh, it wasn't a tent, but just a little uh, place that you would live, and you would take the branches of different trees, and you would you would intertwine them at these boughs of these trees and you would stay outside in these temporary shelters known as Sukkot. And you would do that to rejoice before the Lord because it was a feast to make them remember that God had sheltered the Israelites for 40 years in the wilderness God was always there. It was temporary. They didn't stay in one location. They would move. And so this was a reenactment of this temporary structure that they would uh, live in for seven days. And the Lord actually says, when he's given the instructions for this Feast of Tabernacles, is he says, it shall be a statute forever in your generations. He wanted them to remember that he had taken them out of Egypt and he had taken them through the wilderness. And while it was temporary shelter, there was a God that had sheltered them during those tough times. Uh, It's just, it's interesting. Deuteronomy then talks about uh, rejoicing in this particular time before the Lord your God. And he says, for a couple reasons, he says, because he blesses us in all of our increase. All of our increase comes from God. Yes, it does. And rejoice because it, the Lord blesses us in the works of our hands. Therefore, rejoice. There's a God that's there. And so there was this Feast of Tabernacles or this Feast of Sukkot that was just a time to remember the goodness of God and to never forget that he will shelter us, that he will be with us. So then I thought about our day of Thanksgiving. We don't build uh, temporary shelters out of boughs of trees and live outside for seven days, even though I'm telling you, my grandkids would think that was the awesome thing of the year if we did that. But our day of Thanksgiving is a little bit a little bit different. And I as I did a little bit of research, I discovered some things that I had either forgotten or didn't know. And maybe I didn't know because maybe I didn't pay attention in history class or maybe I didn't read the chapter that I was supposed to. 
But actually, on October 3rd, 1789, Washington, President Washington, issued the first Thanksgiving proclamation. Uh, it was supposed to be a public day of thanks on November the 26th. So, you know, it's right here around the same time of year where we're at right now. And he said to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to obey his will, to be grateful for his benefits, and to humbly implore his protection and favor. I love it that the President of the United States was talking about the providence of the Almighty God. He recognized that it was God that had been with us as we became a nation. And so he set up this day for, uh, for a day of thanksgiving. But it did not become a national holiday at that time. It was just something that they celebrated that particular year at that particular time. And he wanted all the states to do that. Um, but it wasn't a national holiday. So there was a lady, and you probably, I, I don't know if you've ever heard of her. I don't remember this lady's name from history, but her name was Sarah Josepha Hale. And Sarah said, we need a national holiday of Thanksgiving. And she wrote to several presidents and never got it accomplished. And I don't know if she wore President Lincoln down with her continual requests or not, but he listened and he did something that I totally honor. So on October 3rd, it's interesting, it was October 3rd when Washington did it. Now it's many years later, but October the 3rd, 1863, President Abraham Lincoln made a proclamation that the last Thursday of November was to be a day set aside as Thanksgiving, a tradition, a celebration, a thanks to God. And it's interesting just reading through the proclamation. Now, the proclamation was by Abraham Lincoln, but it was actually written by William Seward, who was the Secretary of State. But the beautiful thing is how they talk about God. And I'm going to read just a little bit of this, and you can look it up uh, to read all of it. And it, it actually would be worth reading for you, but... Let me just read part of the proclamation by the President of the United States of America. This is during the Civil War, so you have to put this in context. But he says, the year that is drawing, the year that is drawing towards its close has been filled with the blessings of fruitful fields and healthful skies. To these bounties which are so constantly enjoyed, that we are prone to forget the source from which they came. Others have been added, which are of so extraordinary a nature that they cannot fail to penetrate and soften even the heart, which is habitually insensitive to the ever watchful providence of Almighty God. This proclamation of thanksgiving 
was given to acknowledge the providence of the almighty God. It was a tradition that was set up by a president. Now I have to tell you, and I wrote this on somebody's Facebook wall this past week. I do wish that it wasn't in November so close to Christmas so we wouldn't have so many arguments about when you should put your Christmas tree and when you shouldn't. I don't think it really matters. It depends on what you want. But the important thing is that we do have this day of Thanksgiving. And while I wish it might be at a different time, it's not. It's on the last Thursday of November of Thanksgiving. You see, our presidents, two of our greatest presidents, recognized that God brought us through wars, that God kept us in wars, that God supplied our needs, that God gave us fruits, that God gave us crops, that God had a watchful eye over us as we are traveling through our wildernesses here. So the Lord didn't lead America out of Egypt, but he led faithful pilgrims to America, and he kept his hand on this growing nation that has been blessed by the hand of God. We as Americans, even with some of the turmoil that we are experiencing in this country, have so much to be thankful for. And on this day of tradition, it would be prudent to do as Washington said, acknowledge the providence of the Almighty God to obey his will, to be grateful for his benefits, and to humbly implore his protection and favor. It would be a good thing if we took the time to not just eat turkey and dressing and, and noodles and pumpkin pie, etc., etc., but it would be great to take the time during that day to actually implore the Lord to say, thank you for all of your many blessings. The Apostle Paul writes uh, a little bit in the book of Philippians that really goes beyond uh, just a day of thanksgiving. But he shows us that our lives need to go beyond that Jewish day of Sukkot or that wonderful Thanksgiving day, but that we need to have that Thanksgiving in our heart all the time. The Apostle Paul writes in Philippians, Rejoice in the Lord always. Rejoice in Him. Be thankful to Him. The Lord is good. He provides us with so many things. So he says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Don't be anxious for things. In other words, don't just worry, 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 but take your requests and make them known to that Almighty God in prayer with thanksgiving. So as we ask God for things, let's be thankful for all the things that He has done for us. And then Paul says, And you know what? If you will have that thankful heart, that rejoicing heart, know that the peace of God will keep your heart and your minds through Christ Jesus. There's nothing like being thankful to the God of heaven. Every good and perfect gift comes from above, 
from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning, says James. So, let's keep our traditions, but let's keep it a little more rejoicing, being thankful in our hearts, not just on Thanksgiving Day, but every day. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, David writes, for he is good and his mercy endures forever. What a God we need to be thankful. God bless you on this Thanksgiving week. I pray you don't gain 10 pounds, but if you do enjoy every bite, God has been good to us. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. I ask that you would share this podcast with someone. Uh, I want it to be an encouragement. I've had lots of people tell me they're listening. And that is, that is a joy to my heart. But if you would help me to get this podcast out more and more, it could be a blessing to more and more people. And that is my desire. Like us on YouTube or uh, the other, I can't even think where the other podcast is, Uh, but just like us there and subscribe and uh, you will be a blessing. God bless you is my prayer.